All right, thanks, thanks for announcing that I'm recording. <laughs> Fuck. Yo, 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 yo. Live from the, live from the um the two one two. Now I, I don't even live in Harlem. Live from seven one eight. It's Corey Cash podcast. We back. We back. We back. How you feel? I feel great. How you feel? <laughs> Not you asking yourself. <laughs> nah, I feel good. I'm I need to get back into like, you know, talking and doing a podcast. It's been a few months for me. So why has it just life? Life happens? I guess it's life. And on top of that, I feel like I like to record a podcast when I have something worthy of talking about, you know, after living some life and learning. It's like, hmm, let me share this. Yeah, but you are Naya Ivy. Like, that's how the world view you. Like, you always going to have mean? something to talk about. I get on Twitter, they praising you every day. That's not the point, though. The point is, I like to just have something. You got a Naya Etz. That's what they call, right? You said what? A Naya Etz? No. The Avengers? They got, no. Like- <laughs> they don't have no name. My followers <laughs> don't have no name. I don't want them to have. I want them to just be them and be great. Why they can't be the Ivory Etz's? No, what is that? No, what is that? No, no, this nigga here. (laughs) What? (laughs) Nah, nah. Um, we back. We both took a high eight. It's actually the same for me. I'll be wanting to do a podcast when I got shit to talk about. Then secondly, I have co-hosts, so I can't always do my podcast as dolo, and I gotta get niggas time schedules aligned with life, and you know, life take its own courses and. Shit pop up and you can't one one week turns into two. You just gotta stay on that road. Once you want to schedule, you just gotta stay on it. Cause once you do like I'm gonna do a podcast next week, you're not gonna do a podcast next week. Then it turns into a month. Then a month turns into two months. It's just two. No, that's just, a fact. That's a fact. They <laughs> so don't get it. Like you, you literally gotta sit there and just do that shit, like and not double think it. Yeah. Or you gotta just bad shoot and just not talk about shit in current time or something like that. Right. But uh how you been? Like I've Other been good. That. I've been good. Um, dating has been ghetto, though. I definitely will say. Yes, dating is extremely ghetto. I just got back in the field in January. I've been. Yeah. So, like, for me, I'm back out there, too. And it's just like, ooh, child. Don't recommend it. Three stars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I think the older that I am and that the older that I'm getting, I'm learning that. I just don't have like patience like I used to or it's just like I don't know I get turned off very easily or like my patience I think it's just like the older you get the more you're like all right this is some bullshit Mm, not feeling this Mm, next like I'm just like feeling like that lately I think when you get older you just really realize your boundaries because it's like if you started let's say like the we could count high school in a sense but 18 year old or just the adult life of dating probably started like 21 right so you got nine years or 10 years whatever you want to call it of just bullshitting like you go out with this person okay on the next but now that you're 30 i can't say bullshit but we was like you had to learn you through somebody else basically Mm -hmm. you didn't know what you like or disliked in the relationship until shit started happening and then you just like well i don't like that but then you'll get into another relationship the same person that had the same flaw and you're tolerated but you learn on a different level how to tolerate it to the point that when you like when you turn 30, it's just like, no, I just don't want you to do that. Yeah. It's just like you can't stand for bullshit. And it's like, I guess we like today we view 30 as the door is closing, like the door is closing. 
on this A shit. I'm not going to be lit forever. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. what are we doing here? And that's and, and and I just got pet peeves, triggers, and 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 boundaries that I gotta set at age 30, in which I'll turn 30 on May 2nd. And I'm just looking at shit totally different. Like right. dating is is trash for me. Cause it's a whole wave of it's a <laughs> it's the new modern women thing. So it's like it's OD trash. Like I'm getting women that be like, I need, I need, but I'm only doing is like, yo, my nigga. You want me to just you want me to just leave um Earth to collect all the planets and bring it back while you just make me fool? Like that's not that's not possible, my nigga. So dating is just OD trash for me, like extremely trash. Okay, give me an example. What you mean? All right, so I've been big on this, like trying to be more open minded thing, right? So I tried to like I went on Hinge. Got bored, get on hinge. Hinge is a dating app. Side note. Oh, I was about to say, what the fuck is hinge? Okay. Yeah, hinge, hinge is a dating See, app. See, I would love to do a dating app and test it, but it's just hinge. like, I feel like I'm too popular you, to you, do you're that. You're not eligible for a dating app. It's, it's for the regular crazy. civilians. So what the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> you're supposed to go to the supermarket, go to the chip aisle. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Nigga <laughs> <laughs> said the chip out. Get the fuck. No, right, it's, it's dope people in the chip out, my nigga. Listen, niggas. Let me tell you. Yesterday I was in Target and a right. nigga was just looking, and that was it. Niggas just look. They don't be saying shit. Yo, because women got on the social media and told us men don't bother us. I don't want to be bothered. This is true. This is, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is partially true. But at the same time, like nigga. See, you see what I'm talking about? Hold on, let me finish. But at the same time, it's like, yes, leave me alone. But at the same time, I wouldn't mind like, it just depends. I Look, I'm about to cap, but it just depends. Like, you know, if I give you, I, I, this is how I feel. Is if a woman, if you make eye contact with a woman and a woman gives you that second look back, nigga, you better speak up. That is now, not a shot. Hold on. I'm here to disagree. Hold on. <laughs> now, if I don't give you that second look or that confirmation to let you know, like, yeah, nigga, come over here and say something. If I don't give you that type of vibe, please don't come over here. But that's, that's not a shot. That's not a green light. That is a green light. Women flirt different from men. Period. That's not a shot. Anyways, but go ahead. Not, I don't why y'all think that's a shot. But, but go ahead. So you said the dating app. So I get on I... the dating app, right? And I'm chopping it up. So I got like it's like three, two troops in a lot, right? That's they have like little fun games on hinge that you can play as icebreakers when you first like. So in order for in order for two people to talk on hinge, you have to like match each other. I gotta mm -hmm. like you, you gotta like me, right? So then you get into the comp, it'd be like, this person's as it. I think women can only do it, if I'm not mistaken. This person has um invited you to, to a conversation. So the girl was like, I had like two lies. I think my lies was, I mean, I had two truths. I think I'm like, the only, I only date black women. Um, What I had, I'm in a polygamous relationship on the only child, some shit like that. And, and, and the lie was that I'm in a polygamous relationship. So the girl wrote me and was like, the lie is you only date black women. So I'm like, I right, see. That's that's an issue, too. The assumption that black men don't date, only date black. So I'm like, wow, you picked that one? But we started, we started talking. So we started talking. 
And she like, yo, I don't really be on here. I'll be on the gram. So right at, at me on the gram. So I add on the gram. I add on the gram. We chopping it up. And then I'm like, she's like, yeah, and I, I just got back from a date. So then I'm like, oh, oh, you be dating. She was like, yeah, I'm dating three dudes right now. And I was like, damn, okay. But why does she feel the need to tell you that? <laughs> no, like that was so unnecessary for you to know. Like, like it's cool that you're dating and you're being open and honest, but like, don't be trying to like throw that out there so a nigga could feel like what is competition? Like, what was, I'm just trying to figure out what was the intention on telling you that, but I'm listening. So she was like, um, are you dating anybody? I'm like, nah, like, I don't date nobody right now. So she was like, what you mean? Like, you don't date? I'm like, I don't date nobody right now. I haven't found a woman that's consistent enough for us to continuously date. Like, I just think that women are occupied with like fun and getting money. And that's fun. And I like to watch women empowerment. And I'm just a viewer right now. So then she was like, oh, well, I I forgot how we, damn, I don't have a conversation no more. Cause I'm gonna tell you how it ended. Um. So she, <laughs> so she like, so she like, yeah, I believe in, I believe in, uh, you talk first and then you date. So I was like, yo, I, I think different. I thought it was backwards. Like you date and then you talk. So like you date somebody and then you be like, yeah, I talk to this person after like three dates. Like if y'all, y'all establish that type of commitment. Right. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I don't think we compatible. I was like, <laughs> So I was, <laughs> Why you be pissing these girls off? Huh? I didn't intentionally miss the, <laughs> mean to piss her off. So she said that due to the fact that y'all just had different point of views of dating. Heard you. So she said we're not compatible, right? So I go, yo, how you going to make the judgment? I don't think it's fair to make the judgment of whether we're compatible. You never met me. And then just because we have two different ideas on dating, don't mean me and you not compatible. Two, a conversation can't exist where two people disagree and they don't have to be like, oh, I dislike you or you have to insult the other person. That's how I believe. And I feel like humans are not mature for that conversation. So we continue to talk and we played the game of 21 questions. I'm enjoying this shit. Like we going back and forth. You know, it's like she at work and she answering late. It's enjoyable. We kicking it. Like I wanted to set, let me set the tone by saying like, she's one of those anime watching black girls. I have no problem with it. I'm open to all black, any type of black women. So I just feel like they have the- That was definitely not fucking compatible then. Huh? <laughs> you said that's cat? No, I said y'all was definitely not compatible then. How? Nigga, you into anime? No, I'm not into anime, but the girl could be. Oh, okay. I heard you. I'm open to dating a different type of, but look, they, all right. So I'm a brief. Go ahead, I'm, a, I'm listening. I'm listening. Hold, hold on, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a brief derail. The anime watch the anime watching blacks. <laughs> they have this. They have trauma. They have trauma from in, sc- in school. How he used to treat them like you fucking weirdo and you lame. You watch anime. Nah, I don't think that's weird. It's just I think it's very interesting because it's a form of art and it's a different type of art. No, no, no. I'm saying back then when it wasn't like accepted, like in school. You treated the anime nigga like like I ain't treat nobody like nothing. That's no, I was just... a bully. I was a bully, oh, so I, no. I could say me and it was popular. Wow, you was that, mean. right? So wow. they still have trauma of of how the hood niggas or whatever you got want. You, to got you, got you, got you. Know, so, all right, so we fast forwarding it back to the conversation, right? So the conversation goes we playing twenty one questions, right? And she said, "What do you look for in a woman?" I said, "Ambitious, caring, listener, or something like." I said, 
Alita is submissive. She was like, a leader cannot be submissive. You either one or the other. So I said, I proposed a question. I said, what about if a woman is a manager or CEO at her job and she got mad power and she's a leader, but when she come home to her husband, she's submissive? Nah. All, all people that submissive are just followers. I said, you know what? I said, I really don't want to share my, my opinions on gender roles and, and genders, period, because I like it's a sensitive time. Oh, if you're not going to express yourself, then I don't want to talk to you. And I knew that we not compatible. And I still feel that way. I said, <laughs> my nigga, I sent five voice notes explaining how the fuck I feel. And I blocked it. Done. Yo, I'm that's two, that's two we not compatibles. Non-negotiable. Speaking back to our non-negotiables and our tolerance. That's my tolerance. You say we're not compatible twice. I'm good. I'm and it's just, it's, it's just been that. Oh, another thing. I got another story about this dating shit. So... I um, I just I, I we I'm gonna just make the short story short. I mean the long story short. We exchange numbers or whatever, and we talking. And so I'm like, yo, you seem like you hard to link, and I didn't try to link her. She blocked me, so I had to like think to myself right now, like, yo, bro, am I doing like you start to feel like you the common denominator in this dating shit? So I'm like, yo, I called her off another off my other number. I'm like, yo, bro, why you block me? Oh, you a widow? You calling me from different numbers? I'm like, nah, I'm really calling in regards because I want to understand, did I take the right steps into getting to know you? Did I offend you? Because I asked for comfortability or what you not, what you don't want to talk about what you do. She was like, nah, you took the right steps. I understand where you coming from and all of that. Then she unblocked me. We started talking again and she just became boring and I just was like, nah, this is a dub. So it's just like, this shit is just a waste of my time, this dating shit. Like, honestly, I just can't do it no more. I feel like Right now in my life, I'm growing and I just can't go to certain levels, certain levels of um, immaturity to just for the sake of entertainment or just for the sake of attention. I just can't do it. It it, it, it irks me now. Like, I can't do it. I don't have tolerance for it. No, that's a fact. So it's just one of those things. And then on top of that, I'm going to therapy. So it's like I'm really trying to grow. Yeah, congratulations on, you know, uh, going to therapy. I think it's really dope that Black men are wanting to just, you know, have a, I wouldn't even say therapy, like, as if, like, oh, something wrong with you or trauma, but it's a healthy way for Black men to release and vent. You sure. know, sometimes we we vent and we try to heal ourselves with, like, family and friends, but sometimes going as a to fact. a stranger or professional there is nothing wrong with that people get on the internet and be pouring their whole business and life on the internet for free you know what i'm saying like you know how many times i've been on the internet and somebody's asking somebody for money or somebody's telling their whole life story or somebody's on there looking for sympathy and it's just like yo go seek some real help like the internet can't help you so i think that is really dope that you decided to you know take that step have you told anybody that you're dating that you're in therapy or no i've told yes 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 i have yes i have what was the reaction i got i got a lot like as far as as far i got a lot of support especially from black women i just think i found it like you know some niggas it's crazy that you said it because mad at the niggas hit me up on a low like, yo, bro, I've been thinking about that. Like, they, they embarrassed to even say they want to go. But why, though? But why is it so, like, where where do you think it stemmed from, like, therapy being bad? Um, 
it's not. I think the stigma is you have to put a man in a position where he's vulnerable and he has to sit there and face himself. Mm. And I don't think when men are put in positions where there's a lot of pressure, it tends to reactivate the inner child in us. And we don't like it. We don't like the gushiness because of the the man shit, quote unquote, that we subscribe to. You got to be tough. You can't cry. So when we have to sit there and somebody that don't know us from a hole in the wall that we can't verbally violate because we pay for this and we pay for the session. A lot of niggas can't get into that corner of vulnerability and transparency that is, is scary to them. Right. Wanting to change is scary to them because it's like. When you program and you immune, like when you program in a way to where you're like, you just can't express yourself emotionally or verbally and you just stay there and you stay stagnant. It's a, like you just endure a lot and then you just contain it. Mm-hmm. And then it's only released through like like for, for men specifically, it's only released in the physical. And right. a lot of us make those decisions of robbing, killing, raping, et cetera, that temporary um, this. Um, temporary off temporary feelings that can land us a, like a long time in jail and that like we need to be more expressive and verbal so like I just after like last year after like I had a, like a real real bad breakup like I ain't, I never even publicly talked about this because I don't like talking about it yeah. I had a real real bad breakup right in which I felt I was betrayed betrayed and cheated well I was cheated on so that's like a level of betrayal, right? And I, I started to look at myself different because I never even seen these insecurities be activated in me, personally. Wow. I never wow. even knew I was an insecure nigga. Like, I thought always insecure is by actions. Like, yo, let me see your phone. Where you going? I thought it was that, but it's not that. It's also how you feel inside. Like, yo, if your girl is leaving, do you feel secure that she's going to make the right decision? Those mm-hmm. type of insecurities got activated at that time. Mm-hmm. And, and I never, and I, that's because I was subscribing to man shit. Like, not showing emotion. I'm like, I in the last relationship, I wasn't affectionate because I felt affectionate was too vulnerable for me. I have a guard up with that. So it's like, I've reprogrammed my way of thinking and what I'm sus- going to subscribe to as a man because I feel like all these things are problematic. Why are you telling a human being that, and it starts, it's, it starts very young. Like, you a boy, don't cry. Only girls cry. It starts very young till you're an adult. And it's like a slow programming that you don't even notice that you come accustomed to. And these are the type of things that keep us bottled up. And we need to speak about it. Like black men should be speaking on being raped and molested. It should be it should be normalized, but it's not because it's embarrassing. It's transparent. Right. It's not accepted. Nigga, you complaining about a grown woman touching your dick? Like that's rape, mom, regardless of how you put it. Like it's right, rape. Right, right. You get that you and, I, and it's sad because it's the it's I don't want to say the black culture, but like the community and the mindset and what we allow to continue is really sad. Right. And that lets you feel and think like, damn, we need more open-minded black people in our communities to where we can identify what is an issue and a problem so we can nip it in the hello. Hello? I think the mic fucked up. Hello? Our community. 
I was saying I wish that in the black community, you know, because of so much trauma and things we've gone through as a collective that there's more people that are not afraid to be outspoken and heal, you know, heal and teach and guide and be open minded and spread more love. I feel like there's not a lot of love in the black community when it comes to just a lot of things, you know, um, so I don't know. I just would like to see a change in that. And I think that I was telling, I was telling my mom, I was just like, you know, my generation is the generation to break a lot of curses, not only because, you know, we're the millennials, but at the same time, we live in a different digital age where information and knowledge is spread rapidly and very differently. So it is our duty to not only but teach and learn from one another. And I feel like that is going to help break a lot of traditions or traumas in the black community as well. No, that this, this it's it's very important that we fix these. And it's like it's not it's, it's also generated from so many years back. I think it's important that we take the groundwork. It's it's okay to talk about like like you shouldn't be past 25, right? And going, my mom beat me as a child and that's what you you have to take you have to start taking accountability because these things are now choices. See, before when you was 18, you couldn't make real decisions and adult choices. At what age do you take it upon yourself and take the accountability to go fix these problems? Because that's a fact. Yes, that's half, a fact. Is, half or majority of the of the percentage can be your childhood and your upbringing, your trauma facing. But what about moving forward? We can't yeah. harp about what happened back in because mad shit done happened to me back in the days. And it's like mad shit, mad shit. But I don't never express myself as such. Right. So, I think the, the main thing is when it comes to dealing with trauma is having a healthy space to vent. And this is why true. I said it's very powerful for you to be a black man in America and you're going to therapy. That's powerful. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make you weird. It doesn't make you crazy. It doesn't make you strange. It makes you powerful because you are aware that you have areas in your life that you would like to release. When you talk about something, it's a form of release. That's like if let's just say somebody hit me, right? As a kid, somebody hit me. That wasn't my parent. And I don't say anything. I hover onto those emotions. And let's just say as an adult, somebody hits me, that triggers that that triggers that uh, trauma from a childhood because I was, I wasn't vocal about what happened to me. So when you are able to be vocal about emotions, feelings, trauma, you release it because you no longer hold on to it. Your subconscious thoughts is like your deep rooted thoughts that it's not very important. It's not the most important thought in your brain, but it's a thought. It's a right. feeling. So when somebody triggers it, that could be a relationship, a job, that could be a situation, a friendship. And when you can identify, okay, this made me feel a way. Let me work on this area. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's powerful when you are aware and not in la la land. Cause a lot of people, they'll go to drugs. They'll go to alcohol to, yeah to release this this tension or pain because they don't want to be vocal they don't want to be verbal and that's the problem within our community where we don't like to have uncomfortable conversations about 
you know, uh, upbringings, or we don't like to have uncomfortable conversations about love languages. And it's just like, we have to start normalizing that because it is fucking normal to, to communicate with somebody else about your feelings without having it be like, oh, he's sensitive or, oh, she's so emotional. It's like, no, yeah. It's like, no, you're just not connected the way I'm connected, which is fine. And I'm sorry, nobody taught you how to connect on the level that I'm connected on. And, you know, we just have to be a little bit more patient and understanding with one another. But like I said, I'm very proud and kudos to you for acknowledging that you want to release or talk or express yourself in a healthy way. And that also allows you to understand yourself 10 times better. Period. I, I, I Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that acknowledgement. It was well needed. Um, it's important, like it's even important that we even get support for wanting to get support. Like, yeah, I mean, like you know I so wish you like, would have told me. Like now, like low key, that's motivating me because yeah. I was thinking about doing therapy, and I'm just like, you know, I'll have to figure out, of course, the right person, and you know how often I want to do it. But that inspired me because it's just like I have things that I would love to release in a healthy, respectful way with mm-hmm. someone who doesn't know me and, right. you know, get their perspective on situations or things that I'm doing or, you know, whatever the case, we need to just normalize that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to talk to someone who doesn't know you, <laughs> That's you true. know? That's another thing that people have an issue with is, talk- I don't want to tell all my information to a stranger. Well, you tell the internet everything. Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's so, what I'm saying. So that doesn't like, make sense to me. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't really much of a difference. But the uh, the one of the biggest things that on why. So it was different for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um. This year, I've been like the happiest I've ever been, right? Because it was just more of those. I'm coming off a relationship. I didn't have a relationship with my mom. I started talking to my mom for about like three years. Three years, mm-hmm. I didn't really talk to her. I didn't have no connection with her. I barely came over. I probably came over here during Thanksgiving, and it was very brief. And the connection with my mom and just seeing my mom face lighting up because I'm here, it just, it it really bring me peace to what I was going through, regardless of the relationship, just the depression. Like, right. this is my best friend. You know what I'm saying? Not only is my best friend, it's my mom. We both tourists. So it's like, it's, it's a very support system that was extremely eliminated because of conversations that couldn't be had. Mm-hmm. And not only was I happy because of that, I wanted to go to therapy when I was happy. I didn't want to go through during that um, depression because I felt like I would, ha- I would duck accountability. Like I would be like, but this person did this. And I right, didn't right, feel like right. I was in the right mind frame when I was like going through depression or in, in the dark space that I was going to talk to the therapist with a tone and it wasn't right. going to get resolved. So I, I went when I was happy and when I was ready because I want to put myself in a position to remain happy and never be in depression again. So I said to myself, if I'm going to be a good son, if I'm going to be a good friend to my friends, if I'm going to be a good cousin, if I'm going to be a good nephew, um, and et cetera, a good boyfriend or a future husband, I have to make this decision to remain on this track and I need to stay here. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the final decision on me going into therapy. And that was my goal. That's dope. That's really dope. And I like that you said that you wanted to go when happy. So I think that's lit. Yeah. Yeah. Most people don't. Some people feel like 
I'm going through shit. I need to talk to somebody. And it's right. and it may be from a negative standpoint or perspective, but that's really dope that you said, you know. And on top of that is growth. It's personal development. There's nothing better than working on yourself. And there's so many ways to do that. Right. And once you discover what way works for you, keep that shit going and be consistent with it. So that's really dope. Okay, so question. Right. Because my dating experience thus far this year has been crazy. So I will say um, I'm I wouldn't say I'm confused because I'm not going to say that. I'm very aware that I'm an attractive young woman and men see me and they just lust like. I don't know if that's the first thing guys do when they see a beautiful woman. It's just lust, 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 lust. Like niggas is mad lusty. (laughs) And, you know, I think every connection that I've had, men fantasize or fetish over the idea of me. Like, oh, she got her own business. She's cute. She got her own shit going on. She ain't got no kids. Like, I think guys fetish over the idea of me, but not really take the time to get to know me and it's like you know you you try to be vulnerable you try to be open and I would say this year I definitely try to uh do things a little differently Mm -hmm. because you know as dating you have ways or characteristics like "Mm -mm, I ain't dealing with this "Mm -mm, I ain't dealing with that so I try to be a little bit open-minded because I'm like you know what we just got out of a pandemic Dating is going to be crazy this year, which I already knew because everybody in mama was locked up. <laughs> right. That's true. We was in jail. So I kind of already knew that dating during a pandemic was already going to be like, girl, a hot mess. But I just didn't know to this to, to this degree. And, you know, it's it sucks when you get used to somebody or you pass like the first three-week phase and now you're like two months in and now a nigga's acting funny and it's just like well damn like the fuck for that we could have just been cool and that's that's what bothers me is when niggas rush into a situation or they like coming in mad strong with all the pressure and then it fizzle and fades out once they feel like the fantasy or fetish has now fade away and they've gotten to know the real you that's what bothers me it's just like, bro, why waste my time for that? We could have just been cool. Right. Like, I and I hate when niggas want to talk to you every day. Like, you're calling and texting me every day. And then when I reciprocate that energy, it's a problem. You you withdraw. That's the type of shit I've been noticing when dating is that niggas do that. I think and it's... I just, I, no, my fault. Let me show you finish. Oh, and I just find that, like, strange. Like, why apply the pressure... You get the bitch, you like the bitch, and then you you get comfortable, and then it's all this other shit. It's like, listen, I don't I don't know. It's because maybe the way we view time and and getting to know someone, like I don't know. I just I just noticed that these dudes they want to take it super fast, and I'm just like, ooh, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. <laughs> so it is niggas are not real with themselves, like. <clears throat> First and foremost, the lust thing, it's like I'm on women's side, but then I'm, I, I understand it. But y'all, women have to understand we see y'all in the physical before y'all open your mouth. So a nigga might be like, I'll fuck the shit out of her before he be like, I want to get to know her. He's not looking at every girl. Like, I want to get to know her. Because no, he's not, yeah. depending if he's watching her stories, he'd be like, oh, she's a dope girl. I would love to have a conversation with her. But I think when your intentions is just not, 
when your attention's internally is not matching attention's externally, that's what causes the friction. And that's what causes, that's why these things don't last long. Because a nigga be like, in his mind, he know he just want to fuck. But he a lie and say he want to be in a relationship in order to get the pussy. So that's where the friction causes. Because you, the, what it was always in the um dark, always going to come to light. It's going right. to come up. It's, it's, it's the intentions of the man. And then when your intentions is not pure and you lie about it, that's when the um situationship or whatever y'all have going, the companionship right. gets friction. So I think men just need to be honest. Like how women be like, listen, if you just want to fuck, you want to fuck, y'all niggas need to start saying yes. Yeah, like I'm just so confused like with that because at the same time when men fail to realize women are just as sexual as men. It's just that we have to portray it in a different light. Women get horny. We want dick. We want all that. But it's just like, at the same time, don't be trying to mind fuck me. Don't be trying right. to like get to know me and talk and all this other stupid shit and pick my brain and be at for that. No, because then because then then my emotions get involved. And then so now I have to think, OK, you know, it's just too much. I just feel like oh, fuck say that. So I ain't got to I ain't got to view you in a light that I know you're not in. Like, I don't want to look at you as something potential because that's not what is given. And niggas will paint themselves as potential and really be waste men. <laughs> but here's the kicker, though. The kicker is this. The entitlement, the entitlement thing with men. Just because she, you said, she, she says, if you want to fuck, just say that. And you niggas go, yeah, I want to fuck. And then she don't let you fuck. You niggas get tight. You niggas don't like the rejection. You think because she agreed that she said she want to, I mean, because she asked you to be honest about your intentions, that she has to let you fuck. Because you was honest. And that's what, that's another thing, is a lot of you niggas can't take rejection, and a lot of you niggas feel entitled. A lot of you niggas feel entitled when y'all take girls on dates. Y'all go by the, the limit of the money. Y'all spend 200, I should get some pussy. That's like, it's an entitlement thing. It's, yeah. a, it's a power thing with y'all. And y'all have to start being honest. Yeah, no, it is. It definitely is. And I just feel like, you know, intentions, not say intentions should be clear in the beginning because you don't know. Like if you're attracted to someone you're attracted, you don't know what the intentions might be off rip. But as time go by, you should kind of have an idea of, you know, what do I want to do with this person? Do I want to have something fun? Do I want do I see something long term? Like you shouldn't have an idea after a few dates or conversations depending on the vibe or what you get off from that person. I just don't like the fact that you get you you get used to someone. And I maybe I have, and this is why I'm like, you know, trying to understand me. I'm like, maybe I have attachment issues because I'm a cancer. We're very loyal. So like, if I fuck with you and I like you and we talk on a regular, I'm going to be used to hearing from you. If you just disappear out of nowhere, I'm like, hold on, what happened? Y'all do that. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, what happened? Where you go? Like, did something happen? And that bothers me because it's like, don't disturb my peace. I've allowed you to come in and I've allowed you to experience the essence of me. And now that you, you know, whatever, now you want to dip. Nigga, I'll shoot you. So, <laughs> but here's my question. <laughs> This is a more, this is a, this is a deep ask because I asked two of my, my woman friends this. When we, like, specifically black women, right? Why do y'all subscribe to, like, the loyalty has to come with pain? Like, 
Why do even when in regards to mean? love, huh? What you mean? You so mean my thing is like you see how you know how you say you loyal, but then when you telling like y'all loyalty goes beyond like. No, what I meant is loyal, meaning like, okay, if I like you and we're, I want to exclusively just date that person. That's what you mean. Yes. But like, here's my thing. But here's my okay, thing. I'm listening. I'm listening. Here's my thing. Black women, this is and and it's 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 a it's a um a responsibility I feel like society puts on black women specifically. Like yeah, they want y'all to fix shit. They want like even with y'all like y'all for y'all. Yo, listen, he got potential, but I could make him this person. I can fix him, and it's the oh, same. Well, I don't want. I don't. I don't go into that mindset though. I don't. You don't feel like you don't feel like certain niggas you had you dealt with in your past had potential, but they wasn't able to tap in that potential when they was with you, and you because you. This is yeah, what I'm saying. I was irritated. I was like, you're a dummy. Right, but because you are loyal, you never really be like. You never was like. I don't think this I'm not in this no more. No, I have, though. I have I have clocked out. Yeah, I have clocked out because at the same time, it's like I don't want to waste my knowledge. Oh, all right. Did, did you or did you not? Did he not exceed like the pain level for you to exit? Like, was it certain things he did that you was like you? Nah, everything was fine. That's what bothers me. It's like there was nothing. It was nothing going on. It was nothing wrong. It was like, I know, like, my thing is, I'm very big on pattern. Like, I could learn a nigga's pattern quick. If I talk to you, I already know what it is. I already know what it's given. If you call me on a regular, you call me at night, you call me at this certain type of time, every fucking day for weeks straight, nigga, I already know what time it is if you switch up. Right. Period. But so, all right. So, all right. Your immediate thought if a nigga switch up is what was the first? The first thing is involved. Nah, the first thing is you playing games. How's he? Well, he just was busy this day. Like, he he did, he probably, you know, niggas suck at communicating. Like, yo, my job wanted me to stay late. They didn't tell, he didn't tell you. No, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. But when I don't hear from you for like a couple of days, oh, I already got the clue. All right, that's that, that, that's kind of different, but yeah, like my, weekend, my initial... a Friday night, I don't hear from you. A Saturday night, I don't hear from you. <laughs> yeah, nigga, go suck a dick. <laughs> my initial question, my initial question is even, even, even like I just feel like because I talked to my women friends, you included, um, and I just I had to ask two of them like, yo, you wasn't included in this conversation. I was like, yo, why do y'all feel like and all like. Why is love connected to this negative thing of I allowed you to violate me? I'm taking you back. And because I allowed you to violate me and I wouldn't let nobody else do this, no, you should know that I love you. Nah, fuck all that. You ain't no because it, but it is, but one thing, all right. So for my experiences, it felt like that. Like it felt like I maybe because it could be how we I was brought up, but it's it. For me, if we're like, now nah, you know what it is. Certain women don't know their value, and then and then it feels okay. like the quality of people that exist nowadays are trash. So some people will look past certain things because they don't want to start over. They don't want to start over. They don't want to meet somebody new. They don't want to be open again. I'm tired of telling bitches my favorite color. You stupid. So. <laughs> my fault, my fault <laughs> So it's just like some people will settle 
and deal with the bullshit. And then on top of that, there's some women who love the chaos where they yes. may not have excitement in their life. So their love, love life may be the most exciting thing happening for them. That's so true. exactly. So with that being said, you know, that's that type of person, but there's some people who feel like, no, I know my value. I know my worth. Fuck you. Like, for example, I was talking to a dude at the top of the year. We've been talking for some months. Like, we really got invested into each other. And it was just like, he he, he kind of told me, like, you know, I, I'm about to, like, be on some, like, other shit. I'm busy. Like, he kind of basically explained to me, like, he is going to be distant in a way. And when he told me, I was like, okay, whatever. But then like when he was, I was like, oh, this nigga was dead ass. Like he not answering right. my calls. And that could be too, like he wasn't ready for the type of connection we had. So I took it as you ghosted me, but mm -hmm. he did kind of tell me, but he told me like a week in advance and then he went MIA. And I was like, what? Can't be mad at him. I'm not I, well I would say I'm not upset but I did feel away and then yeah. he tried to double back around months later and I was like nah I'm good he was like he, he called me on FaceTime like yeah I got a call and I'm like oh I like fuck He's, you he called me on FaceTime yeah he called me on like when we start, driving you what the fuck <laughs> nah 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 I'm saying like Okay, I guess when we started talking, he was in a tight spot. Yeah, he did. No chicken. Yeah, I get it. I was just being stupid. Like, you always being stupid. But I'm saying, oh, like, now y'all got a call, baby. I'm back. Yeah, like, that's what it was given. And I was like, nigga, fuck you. I don't give a fuck what you got. The fuck? I don't care. But it was just like, you know, I get it. But at the same time, I wasn't feeling it. I was like, nah, I'm good. And it was like, damn, it really sucked because I really liked him. <laughs> and I was like, damn, you got to let your favorite nigga go because he tried it. <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> and then it was so funny. He would call and I'm just like, bitch, do not answer. Like, why are you rushing to answer? Like, no, you got to just give a nigga to unbother because it's like, I just feel like if a woman you get on FaceTime and don't say nothing. I would get on FaceTime and give him like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's up? What you want? What are you calling my phone for? I haven't heard from you in months. Like, what's tea? But it's just like, you know, I just feel like you can't leave people hanging in, in the dark. Like, I need to know what's going on. And I'm just at this age in my life and phase where if a nigga cannot be honest with me and say what the fuck it is, you got to go. Like, I just feel like men need to learn how to communicate and be vocal and verbal about what it is because a lot yeah. of good things end because people don't know how to communicate. I agree. And that's super trash. Like, you can miss out not even on the love of your life, but you could just miss out on a really dope person. Like, I, I'm not saying I probably was a bitch for him, but I could have been someone who may have been a friend or something. Who knows? But you fucked it up. You fucked Yo, it up. I wanted to, I wanted to answer, answer your question. I think mm -hmm. you was getting that. Why, you, what was your exact question? Your exact question was why men are scared to approach you? Um, I don't remember now, but go ahead. But you have to like, I, like you have to understand your position. Like you're attractive, and then you popular on the internet. Yeah, but which, everybody don't know I'm popular. If we, if you met me outside, you ain't gonna know who I, I am. I mad people know you, but niggas are front. First like of all, first of all, Anaya, come on now. 
All right, all right. So let's say a nigga did. If I'm out in public and I'm at a restaurant and a guy sees me, he's probably not thinking, "Oh, she's popping on Instagram." You don't know. Today's day, it could correlate. It can. It don't have to be true. But yeah, just from your position, I could see. I could see why men are just intimidated by women that one are popular on the internet and two make more money than them, because they feel like the woman they not needed in a woman's life. And I think niggas need to stop that shit. That's a very insecure. Nah, women need things they cannot provide for themselves. Meaning, that's true. I provide a lifestyle for myself that I like. Meaning, I like to go shopping. I like to go out. I like to eat. Now, if a man can't keep up, I could teach him how to. See, that's another thing, too. If you want to date a boss bitch or a bad bitch and she's willing to step down, not step down, but step to the side and say, here, come with me. Let me teach you. You should be willing to fucking learn. That's true. That's true, fellas. I'm sorry. That's true, fellas. And I think it's the problem that some men have this egotistic way of thinking of like, oh, no, I want a woman teaching me nothing. What? I learned that. any, any, Any dude I've ever talked to, I've tried to pick their brain about what they want to do in life. What are they doing with their money? And it's just like, it's like, it's like a, it's like trying to crack open the secret Krabby Patty formula with niggas. And it's like, <laughs> I'm confused on what's so embarrassing that you have. Just talking about because, because my, my, to be honest, to be surface, money defines a man. And if I'm showing you the numbers and it's not impressive and which niggas think too hard, you know what I'm saying? Niggas think too hard. And you know, it's she, like, okay. She probably did it a nigga that got mad money that she didn't have to do what? this. Bitch. So what? Exactly. Let me show you another way. And that's when you know a woman gives a fuck about you or she really likes you and she wants to teach and pour into you. And right. as a man, you know, we talk about submissive and roles and stuff, but it's okay to allow a woman to enter into your life and also help into you. your financials, fellas. Yes, yes. Like I hate to say it's a lot of boss bitches out here that are great with numbers. There's a lot of women that do taxes it's a lot like niggas you know i'm not saying all men are just do, 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 do. but it's like yo if you have a smart woman by your side take advantage of that because everybody's not blessed with a woman who is educated smart and good with money that's very rare so if you meet someone like that take advantage of that because you know when you have that knowledge and you you have the wealth they they say it it's lonely at the top don't no woman want to be successful and not have a family, a nigga, and kids in a house. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, every- on. They, they on social media talking like that. Like, they feel like that. Well, yo, I'm starting to hear more women today don't want to have kids, like, in my life. I never heard that. Um, I think it's because of times we live in. Like, it's, cra- it's a crazy world, Corey. It's a crazy world. Like, I'm, tw- I'm in my late 20s, <laughs> and I'm just like, kids? Hmm. You know, like, I don't know. And I think it's because you have to find a solid person and partner. I'm not thinking about children because I haven't even found an ideal person that I even want to deal with or like because the way dating is, is so ghetto. So the last thing I'm thinking about is kids. And you have some people that want kids just to have kids. I want to create life with somebody I'm in love with. There's a difference. Mm, I don't want to just have kids just to say I have kids. I want to create life and a legacy with someone else that I view as my equal and that I am in love with. There's people who have kids with people just to have kids. And to me, I don't know, maybe because I view life a little deeper, but you know, that's family. Like I cannot procreate with 
you and we don't get along. I don't like your family. Your family don't like me. We, uh, Yo, that's uh, a thing. Yo, y'all be thinking about these relationships long term. Y'all don't think that the family's got to get along and the family got to like you. And then when you depart from this person, you got to depart from the family members and it might leave a bad taste in their mouth about you. Like, not that's a thing when you get even, older. No, no, no. But it ain't even that, though. It's more so like even after, let's just say, you and this person, it don't matter. Y'all forever family. And that's what people don't get. I used to cringe when people say, oh, until the kid 18. No, when a kid graduates from high school, when a kid fucking has a kid, when a kid gets married, what do you mean? You will forever be connected with this person for life. Kids are for life. Marriage isn't, because you could divorce somebody and get the fuck on. But marriage, that is for life. I mean, kids, when you have kids with somebody, that's for life. Baby mama, baby daddy, you're going to be with that motherfucker for life. That means you're going to have to communicate. Y'all going to have to talk. Holidays, family shit, birthday. It's all of that. Call card, school. Yeah, all that. And I don't think people grasp that concept. So for me, it's just like, you know, kids. Kids? (laughs) I got to find a nigga I like and get along with and make sure that his values align with my values. And you, a- and for you, and this goes out to all the women that's on their grind, the ball, the, if I could use it, the boss bitches, y'all have to also understand because a lot of these niggas is bums. A lot of these niggas is looking at y'all as come ups. So be that's careful with your picking. No, 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 that's a fact. That's be careful a- with your picking. Be careful who you lay with, boss bitches, because you will be tied <laughs> to a bitter baby mom. And I know that he's a dude, but he will be a bitter baby mom. So you annoying, not a bit of baby mom. <laughs> not a bit of baby mom. <laughs> <laughs> you will be tied to a nigga that's gonna act like a bitter baby mom. You are annoying. careful. Choose but wisely. yeah, so so that's another thing too. So it's just like you know, I just can't. I just can't. And on top of that, we're different. Like we're not our parents. Where we had kids in the fuck in our early twenties. <laughs> you know yeah. the nineties. In the, in the late 80s was different. Like times are way different where, you know, you want to be better than your parents. So of course you want to establish your career. You want to establish your home. You want to establish your status in the world. A lot of people are not thinking uh, relationships or kids or that's not a top priority where, you know, our parents, they was just, you liked each other. Y'all, oh shit, we got pregnant. Like it's just totally different. Right. So I just feel like, you know, our generation is, is, I said it's breaking curses. It's, it's, like, it's way more. It's way more awareness. I I don't know about if we taking the right. I think some of us are taking the right account um actions to um further this thing. But it's a lot way way more awareness like in today's day than it is. But just oh, it, it don't even matter about what you. Oh well, it doesn't matter about what you subscribe to. Not only that, just it coming across your timeline on social media. Like yeah, it's way more awareness. So as adults, you just have to do your homework because. Your phone is only going to subscribe to things that you type in. So right. <laughs> you have to pay attention to that. We in a base, we in a subscription based world. And um, you got to just want to do better and want to do your homework. Of course, that therapy thing flew by my fucking <laughs> phone a million times, a million, million fucking times before I made the final decision because I've been subscribed to wanting to make a change. So you, right. our generation has to want to make a change. I do think... One thing about our generation that is that I feel like it's fascinating. Maybe the last generation could say it. I don't know, but I'm living in it. I feel like we selfish. What you mean? What I mean by that is that, like, even in, even in our perspective of about having kids, niggas be thinking about it, it's gonna take away their litness. Like, I can't travel here. I can't go here. 
I can't like niggas just think a kid is just gonna stop their time. And it's like, and also a lot of things that y'all doing to yourselves, like when we pop in perks and uh doing weed and uh like let's say yeah, for women I getting surgery, for women yeah. getting surgery and shit like that. Like we are not thinking about the future, and that's why I found our generation very selfish. Like we so worried about looking good on the internet that we plan for no future. We live in a now time and then you going like a lot of us is going to sit back in these positions that have major health issues or major mental issues from being like, oh, we're just going to be extremely lonely because we not we only thinking about ourselves. Like, I don't hear liggas planning for the future. I don't hear that or see that on the Internet. Like, mm. I just don't see it. And even in conversations amongst the people I've ran across, the people like. Just talking about themselves, nobody's saying. I want to start generational wealth. Or if niggas is saying it, nobody, what are you doing to do it? Right. So it's like, I feel like our generation is very, very selfish. Like, we very worried about ourselves. And I think it's because we've seen our parents not be happy. Right. Or we've seen our parents overwork. Or we see, you know, I think that the selfishness has to, to... I don't know. It just depends on what it is you want out of life. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, Erica and Safari. I wanted to bring that up because he's a bozo. Right. And a clown and a bird. I could really go on for many things that he is. Go ahead. But I will say for people who, who I, I just think that wisdom and maturity comes with age and time. And some people don't grow up. Some people just age. So you have some people that have this mentality of they're going to be young and beautiful forever, or they're going to be young and just have fun forever. And there hits a point in in an adult's life, whether it's 30 or turning 35 or even 40, where you realize like, okay, am I living life or is life living me? And, you know, a lot of people don't think long term because a lot of people are just in the right now, meaning a lot of people who have businesses, they're in the right now a lot of people who are you know um traveling they're in the right now and nobody likes the seriousness and i hate to say it but our community don't like the seriousness everybody want to laugh everybody want to joke everybody want to have fun everybody want to turn up but when it's time to get real it's time to get serious nobody want to do that and it's like but why that doesn't make sense so because we like not saying that. Well, our I'm gonna finish. I know I'm gonna finish. Right, so in our community, nobody wants to plan and be serious. And you know, it's not everyone. Is is you? We all know these type of people I'm talking about. Right. So with that being said, it irritates me when a person is not ready and they do decide to have children. For example, Safari. He's on. He's on fucking national TV, so everybody named Mama could see his black ass talking about. Oh, I didn't know having a kid was going to be this hard. What the fuck you thought it was, a toy? Like, you're raising a human, dummy. Like, it's some niggas that's in their 40s that still, like, hasn't grown up or hasn't matured. And life will mature you. You know, I learned that certain situations and circumstances will mature you. 
it will humble 100%. you, it will mature you, you know, and some people have to learn the hard way. There's some people in their late 30s, 40s, bullshit in life, winging it, freestyling, just getting by because that's all they know. And it's like, when do you get a point in, in your life that where you say enough is enough? I want to make some changes. I want to mature. I want to. And that's because I think that our generation has this idea because we're getting older. I'm sorry. Millennials, we're getting older. And it's just like, it is what it is. And that's fine. We're not going to be young kids forever. And I think that a lot of people cannot grasp the concept of aging and being older. It's like a problem, but it's like, why? You're not missing out on life. You're just entering a new phase of life where you're grown as fuck. Right. And you have to be grown. So, for example, Safari's on TV talking about he didn't know having a kid was going to be all this work. Like, yeah, dummy. And to watch him, his reaction on Erica, his wife, tell tell him that she's pregnant. It was so cringy because there's a lot of men who claim that they're ready for that type of commitment, marriage and kids. And, and they're really not. And it's sad because it's just like, if you want your freedom, go be for the streets. You feel me? Yeah. Go be for the streets. Why would you propose and waste this woman's time and impregnate her multiple times and you on that bullshit? And that type of energy pisses me off that there's type of men that think like that, that think, oh, having a kid is too much work or having that. Well, what the fuck did your mother think when she was raising your coconut head ass? Like, you know, you know what? You know what? Yo, I'm a really like going on safari right now. Like, like I'm about to go in and I'm really about to dissect this nigga. <laughs> Safari has never been put in a position or chosen to be put in a position to be a fucking adult. That's just one. Nigga has been attached to a woman that was a superstar for most of his fucking life, which is also was his best friend. Safari also <laughs> was never claimed publicly into a breakup. Safari also look participated in goofy and idiotic acts getting on stage with Nicki Minaj and looking like a goof <laughs> safari life has never been since serious for him because it's always you always got good luck you had good luck for like 18 years my nigga 18 years now I do I disagree with how Nicki talked to you Yes, I disagree on how she spoke to you sometimes, but I can see how your goofy ass was getting spoken. Is it right? I don't agree with verbal abuse. Is it right? No. <laughs> and I believe that Safari was in a verbal abusive relationship, but he also participated and stayed in it because he's an adult. And when he got free, he became he, it, it, and got money and got notoriety. It amplified his corniness. And he got with a girl that he can do it too because hurt people hurt people. So Safari was never in the predicament. Look, Erica Mina life is not serious. She went out with Bow Wow. Nobody takes this. Nobody takes it serious. Not to discredit her as a as a mother and anything. So he don't view it as serious as yeah, not. Totally you think these kids is just I like totally you know what I'm saying? So my that. thing is this: Safari totally never was in the predicament. Bow Wow, you're annoying. Bow Wow, whoever, whatever, else, uh, the whole rich dollar situation. He had like three girlfriends at the time. Whatever the case may be. But what I'm trying to say is Safari's never ran into nothing to hold him accountable. Yeah, that's a fact. Nigga had his hand held for 18 years. Yeah. Not saying he didn't put in work and help, whatever. 
he had his hand held for 18 years. Yeah. I may, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe not 18, right? They've been dating for maybe 10, 12, whatever the case may be. Safari just life was never serious. And that's why he's goofy because it's going to get handed to him. What's the most Nicki Minaj could do to you? She's going to sit and complain about you, but you're never going to feel like she broke because y'all came from the bottom with each other until it really happened. And then you looking, you out there looking crazy. Now you got on fucking minks and going to breakfast club and trying to look like you got money and you not hurt. Now you're going to Dykeman and getting shit thrown at you. You you been goofy. Yeah. You been goofy. You thought the Jamaican shit was going to save you. didn't save you. You got with a woman knowing her history yeah, you and now you complaining about it. You thought that Jamaican. <laughs> you, thought, you thought being Jamaican was going to save you. No, you're going to remain a goof. You thought the, the hammer exposure um, shit that happened to you when they leaked the shit was going to save you. No, you still a goof. So it's just, and there's nothing wrong being goofy because Safari's being himself. But Safari has so, a lot okay, of... Okay, so questions. Like, so questions. Do we he has, blame... He got a man up. Wait, wait, wait. So questions. Do we blame Erica Mena for allowing a goofy nigga to, to be entertained? Yeah. Yeah. But my thing is, I'm not trying to be funny and I'm not trying to be fucked up about celebrities because they're still human. Safari, you knew what you was getting into before you got We watched it on screen. We watched Erica on screen. Let's not play stupid. She went out with Sin. She went out with Bow Wow. She was dating Rich Dollars. He had three girlfriends. We watched it. So you knew who you was impregnating. And now you can't deal with it. See, this is what my thing is. When these niggas want these lit girls, they lust over them. And today in the situation, now you don't got no condom. When now she impregnated. Now you looking at life kind of different. And now you want to say stupid shit on the internet. Like, I ain't know big kids was going to be this serious. Maybe that's why Nikki didn't have one with you. Because you're never serious. Nah, but some people just, some people just know like, oh, you're just something to do because there's nothing else to do. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like. But, but Naya, just really, when, when has Safari ever been put in a position to be serious? If your girl is a superstar, you could just be a fucking goof. It's just unfortunate. <laughs> it's, yo, it's the truth. It's, it's just it's just cringy because it's like you here you are a black man on TV embarrassing a woman who is pregnant and married by you. It's just sad. It's like I don't care for Erica Mena because she nobody does. I'm not sure. Well, nah. I don't care for her because she's very disrespectful to Nicki Minaj and I love Nicki. Yeah. And for Safari goofy ass to claim that he wrote her raps and for her to say she think Nicki is whatever. It's like but. Didn't your nigga say he wrote it? Oh, okay. So for me, I just feel like, you know, no woman deserves to feel alone, especially a woman who is carrying a man's baby. And, you know, women go through all types of shit. Your body changes, your home, your hormones, your feelings, your emotions. Allows you to, yeah, that's some real shit. So it's just child, like, like, come on. So it's just like, I don't know. I don't like the choices and decisions he make and I just find him very childish and very ignorant and he's a representation of what a black man should not be honestly you should not if you, if you can't handle you know having a child then you should not be fucking your wife raw if that's the case in my opinion wasn't he like dancing in Jamaica recently while she was like in labor yeah like what I mean his birthday just passed it is funny bro it's not think, funny. That's, You're, the thing. that's embarrassing. Just, that's embarrassing. He, he never been a, bro. You never, he never been an adult. He's never been held to the high standard of adult. He don't even hold himself to the high standard of adult. Because if you was adult, even if you are dancing in Jamaica, niggas wouldn't record it. 
You still gotta have respect, my nigga. It gotta be off camera. Nah, it's just it's just like, the fact just, that like, you not like you just bro. And 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 my thing is, you hang around all these rappers that just allow you and don't. I don't know what they're saying to you, but they're not saying it to you publicly. Like yo, bro, you wildin'. You wildin'. But then in the same token, it could be a reason why Safari still acting like that. Our community, our community is extremely disrespectful. Like. Regardless of how she's talking about that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's why I really don't have no sympathy or no empathy for this situation because they're both. I can't. I can't. I I think rejects is too hard. They're both. (laughs) No, rejects is a perfect word. (laughs) Like it's like people we really that come around on the shade room that I don't give a fuck about that I gotta hear about. And then it's like, I don't even most attach myself to y'all situations because y'all, y'all niggas both was meant for each other because y'all both been dating and running around and doing all type of stupid wild shit to get with each other. And now y'all looking at the reflection and y'all can't handle it. Right. Y'all looking at the reflection of each other and y'all can't handle it. But so far specifically, I'm just wanting to hold a black man accountable publicly. And it's just like, you're a goof. Yeah. And it's just like, it's sad because it's like, where's the people that like, I don't know. It's like, even like watching him on interviews and stuff. And it's like, nobody's pulling him to the side and be like, yo, bro. Like that makes me think like, where's these other black men that he called friends or in the industry? Like y'all niggas allowing this nigga to be like this. And not saying that you have to be accountable for somebody else's actions, but it's just like, it's just really sad. Bro, I don't really have like this nigga just a goof, bro. And Safari, if you ever hear this, this is not because you didn't give me that money because I ain't win your stupid ass contest. It wasn't because of that. I just think personally always felt like you a goof, but I can't say you're being yourself. But at you need therapy, my nigga. You need to go figure out why you still a goof and you got two kids and shit because you you've been spoon fed for quite some time, my nigga. And it's like you yeah. never had to take life serious, my nigga. The only time you got to take life serious is when you about to get into a fight with somebody. When you got in shit with Meek Mills and fights and shit. Other than that, you never had to take life serious. You, you, like, you just don't. You buying minks looking stupid. You you dressing weird, weird shit. You're dancing in Jamaica. You you stop dancing. I'm tired of seeing you dancing. Ain't shit <laughs> funny anymore. <laughs> nah, it's just, it's just sad. It's just sad. It's just sad. And on top of that, it's just like... His reaction, like, oh, you know how I feel. Yeah, I seen the clip when you the baby fall, he started laughing. <laughs> oh, God. Like, you don't take shit serious. Like, don't worry, God got a plan for you. That's why I'm like, I'm not I'm not going to talk too much. God got a plan for you, my nigga. Erica Mina probably going to make your life a living hell, my nigga. She probably oh, going to yeah. go into depression after how you treated her, and she going to make your life a living hell, nigga. You, you thought your hairline was receding now, my nigga, you ain't going to have one. She about to stress yeah. you the fuck out. I, I guarantee it. Yeah, no, that's a fact. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just, ugh. I just feel like men need to stop wasting women's time. And that's what I was going to get to the point was, if you are not sure what you want out of life, don't disturb someone else. Like, here you have a woman who already has a child who clearly wants to settle and you know, not saying that it's every woman's idea to be married, but every woman wants to feel like 
you know, okay, I've accomplished these areas of my life and let me conquer my love life. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I just feel like why disturb someone's peace if you ain't really ready for what the fuck comes with it? Like, oh, marriage is so serious. What the fuck did you think it was? Like, I'm lost. You know what I'm saying? For that, you should have just not, y'all should have just stayed dated. Like, just continue to date. And that's where it bothers me where people act so fucking slow and clueless to the shit that they involve or get themselves into as if they didn't know what came with it. Like, what do you mean? So, you know, it just shows how ignorant he is. Um, like I said, I don't care for him or her like that, but it's not cool to see a man treat a woman like that at all. Especially publicly and on television. That's that's really not cool at all. Celebrities are just weird. Yeah. Okay, so what would be something, like I said, I think I have PTSD from dating. Right. I I think I do because niggas just be, they don't know what they want. They just, you know, people want to have fun. They want to be out and explore all their options. That's what I'm learning. A lot of people just want to explore options. They just want to see what's out there. Right. And it's like, it ain't much, nigga. <laughs> yeah. Good people are scared. It's getting worse. And I just think that like social media is rev- is dividing black men and black women, honestly. Cause it's you just, think so? Why you say that? Cause you you like at one point in time, like even when Clubhouse dropped, when Clubhouse dropped, you got every room. Black men are pieces of shit. Black men are the white people of the black community. It's just a lot of like, and I understand black women's frustration with black men, but it's just like it's a separation. It's like now I see more men listening to what black women are saying and abiding by it. So you have situations like that you just spoke about that, that I'm not saying that nigga could have saw, but he probably seen the black woman like, yo, when we out on brunch or I'm out in the store, I don't want to be bothered. And then you have niggas being respectful and really listening to that shit and then not approaching y'all anymore. Mm-hmm. So like, not like what it is, is I understand. It's just how you say it, how you deliver your frustration is, is different. Is it if you saying like yo, like how now you just how you just was like yo, this is my experience with this with this black man. Boom, boom, boom. You explaining your experience and you getting out your frustration, but you not bashing or insulting black men or generalizing. And it's right. a lot of that on TikTok. It's a lot of that on Instagram. It's a lot of that on Twitter. So when we look at this as I can tell you as a black man, it can have you withdrawn from black women. I'm not personally because I feel like I can't date mm-hmm. outside of my race. Honestly, personally. Um, and I don't think I'll ever give up. And you just got to pick out the good apples out the bad tree. Yeah. It is a bad tree. So yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's a lot of niggas that's like, yo, you know what? I'm better off just making money and just being by myself. You have niggas mm-hmm. like that. Then you have women like they feel the same. So it's just a disconnect. And then now with, with, with coronavirus happening and the pandemic happening, it was a lot of times when we, we lost now you have now you was disconnected because you wasn't at events in person so now you mm-hmm. have to talk to to women through the internet and now niggas is not approaching her. oh i see her having fun i'm not going to disturb her i don't want to disturb her so it's a lot of that but um we just have to have great greater communication we have to speak about what's traumatic and happening in black women and and understand and bring awareness to it and spread the message between our friends and, ho- and start holding men accountable for what they did. And black men have to start expressing what they for us, because they don't. 
they have to start expressing what their frustrations and their traumas is to black women in order for us to get this shit correct. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, <clears throat> if you if you too focus on whose side you picking, we're never going to be unified. Because right. at the end of the day, we all black. So now you have a separation, not only between men and women, you have it between straight men and gay men, gay men and um, women and et cetera. It's just too many subcategories for us to be unified. We always get off the main mission. And that, and that's what's, and that's also a thing that's causing the separation. And I think like a lot of people don't understand that the source of this problem will always, always be white people and white women specifically, because white women have created this narrative of feminism and what is defined as, and they made it an anti, anti-man club. Oh, bash men, bash men. But soon as race became an issue, the, the white women said to black women, well, that's not our issue. And black women were just left there with, with anger. Like, yo, we helped y'all make this popular, like this feminist shit popular. Well, I mean, you know, uh, this is my take on the George Floyd situation. And it just separated and it's just like, uh, it's misdirect anger. That's why I don't get on the internet and bash women back. Because it's misdirect. Y'all not really not mad at us, but y'all don't know what y'all mad at. But the white woman created that narrative, bro. Like, that's really a narrative. We Black women have never been the type to get on the internet and just bash men. Not in history. Now, it could be an example of the y'all tired of our shit, yes. But like, black women have never did that. But you know, people, you give somebody a platform, they're gonna take advantage. Yeah, they're gonna say whatever. That's like all. people be saying, yo, it's to the point that like I have to look and I have to like start, I start looking at things different. I black women, you have to understand what y'all saying and what y'all doing because these young girls is following y'all steps. That's one. Two, like, all right, let's I'm gonna just take I'm gonna just talk about step one, right? I got to a room and this young girl was like 21, was talking about patriarchy and misogyny. And we were trying to explain to her what it is. And she was telling us the definition because you know why she follows the definition that black women told her that this is an anti-hate men, hate men thing. And it's not. Yeah. But you know, it is like you said, hurt people hurt people. Yeah, so then right. it's like the hurt leading the hurt. And that's why I, I try to, this is why I try to say like, for me, like for me, even though I've dated like two dudes this, this year so far, and it's just like, I'm not going to give up on dating men, black men, or, you know, that doesn't, I feel like you're going to, like my mom says, you're going to kiss a bunch of frogs before you get to the prince. And it's true. Like you have to figure out who is for you. Like, just cause you meet somebody, that doesn't mean that person's for you. They could, they can identify an area that you also can identify you know but that doesn't make it I think that people have to stop taking things literally like oh I dated this one black dude never again it's like all right sis but did you die but did you die though no you didn't so it's just like okay that's that specific person you know and I think for me like you know and I even dated a Spanish dude and that was very different for me I mean it's not that much of out the culture or like the community but it's very different because their upbringing is totally different from a black man's so you know Spanish women cater to their sons black women I wouldn't say don't cater to their sons but it's a little different you know so um that was even like a little culture shock dating you know uh, a Spanish man because I've never done that but it was very interesting and I learned a lot. So, you know, for me, it's just like, I don't like when people get out of something that may have not worked out and they only view the negative sides 
of the situation? Like, what was the positive though? What did you learn? Or what was something like, even down to like, I tried to look back on, you know, me dating dudes and be like, what did I like? What did I enjoy? Oh, I liked that he was playful and funny, even though he got on my fucking nerves and he wasn't consistent. You know, like, I feel like when you exit out of a situation or a relationship, you have to view what was the good and what did you like and what did you learn, you know? So, yeah. You got to turn over a new leaf. Not definitely. Every new person that you come in in your life, you have to turn over a new leaf. You can't project. You're no longer going. You're not going to get. You're not going to get to this destination you want carrying trauma. You not. Right. You not. You not. And you cannot generalize, or go. And a lot of and 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 you got to start asking people. Like it's like even when you ask people certain situations, you like yo, why you wouldn't date this? Why you wouldn't do that? Why you wouldn't do that? And you be like yo, have you ever been through it? We got to have you ever been to it? No, my friend told me about it. (laughs) Your experience. Right, right. And that's another thing, too, that's kind of annoying where people be like, oh, my friend went through this with a nigga. But that's not your experience. I think that our generation, not even our generation, it could be the Zen generation, too. Is that what they're called? Zen? What Zen? Like the the generation after. um, Gen Z? Oh, Gen Z. That's what it's called. Yikes. So anyways, you know, they, they, they're the ones that feel like, oh, well, you know, this happened to my friend and, you know, this is, and it's like, that's not your own personal experience. And I've seen our generation, the generation after us attach themselves to emotions and situations that they not experienced, period. You know, like I cannot attach myself to something I haven't experienced unless I've experienced it personally. I could see it happen to someone, but that doesn't mean it happened to me. So I cannot attach myself to it. And people, especially on the internet, like to attach themselves to things because it's convenient. And that irritates me, especially when dating and stuff. They can hear someone else's experience and attach themselves to it. And then they embody that other person's mindset. But that's not yours. Mm. (laughs) You know? The bar. She just dropped dropped 30 in the fourth quarter. You stupid. <laughs> yo, yo, but um, we've been kicking it, and it's um, it's good that you know Anaya gonna get back into the loop as far as podcasting. So am I? Yes. Um, we are gonna wrap this thing up. I don't know how long this shit is, but it's a great conversation that need to be heard. No, nah, definitely. I'm excited it. for you to you know post it and stuff. And I want to say, I'm shooting in back, so I, I'm sixty nine seventy one of the two. And we but, out. Wait, what was that? Because I don't know. I'm going to tell you. But I'll let y'all.